Hello, Zen Founder listeners. Brooke Bergman Parr with you here again this week, your relationship specialist. This week, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is how to change your relationship without words and without talking about it. So I know I might have some of your attention already. So we're going to be talking about body language, the power of your thoughts, the power of your beliefs, and the power of your energy. I love this topic uh, personally because it's unlike a lot of the relationship advice out there that, I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read through some of the relationship advice, I think, yeah, but I don't hear anybody, whether it's my own relationship or other couples, even the super successful ones that talk like that. Like, like maybe they do when they're in front of the couple's therapist, but the moment they step out of that office or that session, it's back to, back to talking the way we always talked. And so most relationship advice focuses on talking differently, right? Use this type of language, do this, do that. But what I think they actually mean is feeling differently as you talk. And I'll get more into what I mean by that uh, throughout this episode. But before we get more deeply into that, we have an announcement. We are getting very close to our couples retreat. Sherry and I are deep in the midst of planning. Right now we're picking out picking out the chef. Uh, we have two spots left for the retreat. It is December 8th through the 12th in Ojai, California. It's for entrepreneurial couples who want to go deeper in their relationship while also connecting to other couples in similar situations. We are planning some pretty special workshops and activities, including breaking through gridlocked conflict, as well as identifying yours and your partner's erotic maps. There's also going to be plenty of time for rest and play as well as some exercises designed to do what we're going to talk about today, and that is improving your relationship without words. I do hope that you will join us. Please email sherry at zenfounder.com if you are interested in learning more. Welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means, sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, And I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. So how to change your relationship without words, without talking about it. So first, I want to acknowledge that there is actually a book called How to Change Your Marriage Without Talking About It. 
and I highly recommend you read it. (laughs) If you are one of my clients, you know that uh, I'm a bit of a book nerd and a bibliophile, and I have a book recommendation for almost any topic, (laughs) and I'm always keen for more book recommendations. I can never seem to get enough. So it is sort of ironic, right, that I am having this discussion uh, because I happen to love words. And I think that words have sort of magical power to them, almost in a witchy sense. They can cast spells. And right, if you're from the Christian tradition, it talks about the word, right? The word was with God and the word was God. And And the Protestant tradition in particular has a very big emphasis on words, right? And almost the entire Protestant Reformation was because we wanted people to, we wanted the public to read and write. And that was sort of the beginning of the revolution, right? And so it is somewhat ironic that I am having this discussion uh, because I actually do believe in the power of words, but only so far as they communicate the deeper animal primal truths. And so many of you know that I do a feminine dance practice that is actually a part of my dance probably two to three times a week. And there are no words except in the music that I am dancing to, right? And so in some ways, the dance for me, which I started when I was very young, um, and I took a bit of a break during adolescence, but then it picked up now again as an adult, is a nice counterpart to the part of me that, that loves words and really values words. So I just want to acknowledge that irony. But going back to the the book that I discussed, How to Change Your Marriage Without Talking About It. I love to recommend this book in particular to couples because I think that it really honors, well, it honors both the masculine and the feminine experience of safety and how to achieve the feeling of safety in your relationship. And that sometimes, and this is the part that we have to really learn to honor, that I, I think women in particular, um, this might be a learning curve that men are like, yeah, we don't always have to talk about it. That we can learn to honor the fact that, um, you know, words don't solve everything and they don't always necessarily make people feel safe. And so that's maybe a piece that I, I want to explore is that words, again, don't always make people feel safe. And sometimes they can actually ignite shame and anxiety, which are the f- the very feelings that we actually would like to reduce, right? Because ultimately what we want in our marriages and in our relationships is for there to be a baseline of safety and connection, because that's really where we feel good, we feel blissful, and we feel connected, right? And it's almost indescribable, right? You can kind of just feel when you are connected to your partner, 
some couples will say, yes, we are connected energetically, right? So I think there's a lot of awareness right now. I think because of the pandemic, right? We all were at home just researching and reading about the body and energies and all these different sorts of things. So I think there's a real awareness now of energetic connections, right? And what I think people mean by that is, oh, like we're, we, our bodies, our nervous systems are attuned. I like to teach my clients that word attunement when we're talking about connection, because it's literally right when a, like if any of you are musicians, you understand the concept of tuning, right? And that there is this very moment when an instrument becomes in tune or when a voice is in tune or when a choir is in tune, there's an experience of resonance and harmony that is felt in the body. It feels very good, right? But when an instrument is out of tone or a vocalist is singing out of tone, we can hear it and it just doesn't feel right in the body. And that's the way disconnection feels when we think about you know, disconnection, right? Is that it doesn't feel like we are in tune. And so really the goal of connection is to be attuned. But so the question is, how do we become attuned when we are not tuned to each other? When we are maybe out of sync, out of tune, right? And so this is the how to change your relationship without words part. So a huge piece of what I talk about with my couples is uh, the power of play, Uh, the power of bodies moving in sync or in play or in a game really has the power to transform the way you feel in your relationship. I don't know if you're following along, you know, the some of the social media conversations, people are learning terms like co-regulation, right? And what happens when we play is that we actually co-regulate each other and we explore what it means to be connected non-verbally. And so it's not that, um, you know, if you want to improve your relationship, you shouldn't use words. It's not about that. It's that the words are actually just a secondary portion of how to really connect with your partner. One of the things uh, that I like to teach maybe some of my more anxious clients is the power of their thoughts to then transform how they show up in their bodies in relation to their partners, right? So if you're having a thought, right? My partner doesn't love me. They're so mean. They're so this or whatever negative thought that you're having. If you notice what you're doing in your body as you're having that thought, you might be crossing your legs. You might be your chest might be kind of tight. You might be pursing your lips. You might be furrowing your brow, right? You might be conveying to your partner, don't come near. And so your partner is accurately picking up on that signal and they are then not coming near 
because they are accurately perceiving that you actually have a big wall up, right? And so if you want to maybe invite your partner in closer, something that you can do is to change the way that you think, right? So if you catch yourself, and this is where the power of mindfulness meditation can come in. If you are not already doing mindfulness meditation, I highly recommend you begin. You can catch yourself having this negative thought cycle, right? And you can catch yourself going, oh my gosh, there I go having this thought about who my partner is. And the beautiful thing is that then you can change your thought. And this is where like law of attraction manifestation stuff kind of comes in, right? Is it when you change your thought, okay, so if I go from my partner is so mean to my partner is trying their best, right? How does that affect how you feel in your body, right? I don't know about you, but even just that statement alone made my body just relax a little more. It made me take a deep breath. It kind of just made me soften a little bit, right? And so if you can notice when you're having these negative thoughts, and then you can think a different thought, such as my partner is trying their best, what then happens is then your body relaxes Now, this doesn't necessarily guarantee that your partner will change their behavior, right? We're not trying to be manipulative here. That's not actually the point. But what we're trying to do is just soften the connection, soften the relationship. And both men and women can do this, right? So men can, instead of having these bad thoughts about their partner, they can decide to soften their thoughts and their bodies. And I like to, I like to tell my um, couples, you know, that whoever can stay regulated or in that state the longest sort of wins over their partner. So what that means is, you know, if you're dedicated to staying mad and you can stay mad like all day and all night, right? Eventually your partner is going to join that train because of attunement, because we are connected, because of mirror neurons, we mirror our partner's internal state. But the reverse is also true, that maybe your partner is being irritable and, you know, whatever they're, they're being in, is that if you can maintain an open, loving stance, even though maybe they're not in a great space, The idea is that eventually they will soften because they will tune into you because you will be sort of holding, holding your ground the longest, if you will, right? Now, an easy way to kind of think about this, sorry, I'm listening to my my husband's daughter. I think they are playing a game. They are very much in tune when they are playing a game and they literally said, oh no, nearly at the same time. Um, so again, play is such a huge way that we can connect and get in tune with the bodies of our family, right? Like whether it's our partner, our kids, or our pets, play is such a way that we can, that we can connect to each other and be attuned. And so again, going back to this idea of how to change your relationship without words. Maybe some of you are thinking, yeah, okay, but Brooke, like there's some things that just need to be talked about that need to be said. And maybe that's true. 
in your relationship. But I also want to gently challenge the idea that you even need words to say it, you know, because sometimes words can actually get in the way of connection. And sometimes I see this a lot with women, right? Um, Especially with some of my dating coaching clients, you know, they'll be like, Brooke, I need to have the talk with my boyfriend, right? Like either we are, you know, are we exclusive or not? Or are we getting married or not? Like we need to have the talk, right? And I always say to them, well, you can sure have the talk or you can just very clearly communicate your stance and your boundaries, right? Around certain things, right? Like if you are desiring Uh, exclusivity. You don't need to necessarily ask or have this magical big talk, but you just need to have make some sort of statement, right? About this is my, this is how I do relationships. You know, I don't have multiple uh, bedroom partners, if you will, or maybe you do, right? And that's your prerogative. But I think what I was trying to talk about is this, right? The irony of me talking about how you don't have to talk about things is that you really can communicate your feelings without words. And that would, I guess, be my challenge to you is how can you communicate without words all of the different feelings? Like, one of the things I will coach some of my clients to do is if they are hurt, like if if their partner did something that was hurtful to them, like do the physical movement of being hurt, like you stab your heart, you know, like if they say something really rotten and, and you like, you can't see me because this is a podcast, <laughs> but like I'm taking my fist, you know, like hitting my chest, like, oh, stab me in the heart, right? Like, And that is so clear, right? Like, and that's almost clearer than, wow, that really hurt my feelings, right? Because if I do that body movement, not only do you hear the like, maybe my body making that movement, but you feel it in your body too. And that is the essence of true deep body communication, Right. And so I feel like the better people can get at this, the more their partners actually know where they're at. One of the things that we like to do in um, our dance class is that we'll do what's called energy play. Right. And we'll essentially dance our stories but we'll do it without words. We'll do it with our hands, with our legs, with our arms, even with our breath. And the idea is that we are telling the story, the emotions without words. We're learning to speak with our bodies. And I think that this practice is really underrated. I know there are a number of teachers out there right now that are beginning to kind of clue into this because we are really disconnected from the body. And why is this, right? Well, okay, earlier in this podcast, I mentioned the Protestant Reformation and the value of words and reading and all of these things. And these are all so wonderful. But I think there was a negative 
byproduct of all that value on words and on literacy, which is that we really disconnected from the body. And in fact, you can also kind of associate this with, you know, the disconnection from the feminine principle as well. You know, that that women are associated with the body. And you can read about this in certain feminist literature, you know, that we are disconnected from the body because the body is, you know, associated with the flesh, right? And so even, you know, people who, like I follow some folks uh, on social media, and I love, I love seeing their, like I follow this woman, her name is Train with Joan, and she's this older woman who, she's in her mid-70s, and she made this huge life transformation She's in just incredible shape and she's like a bodybuilder and like she does all these things and that's wonderful. But there's definitely this sense of like corralling the body as if it is something to be tamed, as if it is something to like, you know, control almost. And I definitely would see this in my work with eating disorder patients as well. Um, And even in my work with patients struggling with addiction, that there was this disconnection from the body. And I really think that that has impacted our relationships negatively to the point where we don't then know how to communicate clearly just with our bodies, right? Whether that's ouch, that hurt, right? Like, and like learning to, you know, demonstrate that that hurt with your body or demonstrate that you're scared or demonstrate your pleasure or your joy, your bliss, your lust, your anger, right? All the rainbow weaving motions. Do you know how to communicate those non-verbally? And that I think would be my huge challenge to individuals and to couples is to learn how to speak to your partner without words. How can you say to your partner, I need a hug without saying, can I have a hug, right? But what if I came up to you and I had open arms, open chest, and I said, ah, right? The message is so clear, isn't it? Ah, I would love a hug. And it's inviting as well, right? But if I just said, hey, I could use really use a hug right now, <laughs> there's almost a like closed offness to that, right? So we really can change our relationships dramatically without words, just by getting a little bit a little bit more clear about our nonverbal communication. And there are a number of different practices that you can do to help you become more attuned to your own body and what he or she is feeling and needing. Uh, Yoga is definitely a great practice for this. Dance. One of the things I loved you know, prescribed to couples is go take dance lessons together because dance lessons really help couples become attuned to each other's bodies and move in ways that they haven't moved before and to communicate again without words. Now, I say all of this again with the full knowledge that this is a a podcast. And so you are listening to my words, but 
you're also listening to the tone of my voice. And what you don't see is that I am actually making hand gestures as I talk and that I am sitting in an open posture, very much with my heart sort of exposed. And I would say that I think that that actually comes through. And I think that that actually matters. How we posture our bodies whenever we're speaking really matters. In fact, when I was in therapist school, that was one of the first, I'll never forget it, that was actually one of our first lessons as they sort of taught us the therapist posture, right? And like how to hold yourself in an open yet contained manner in order to help clients feel safe right? And so when I'm working with children, for example, one of the things that I will almost always do is I will get down on the floor. And sometimes even with clients that maybe I feel like need to feel a little bit more safe, if it's in-person work, I will get down on the floor, right? Because I am establishing I am not a threat. I am safe, I am not here to hurt, which is very powerful because it helps people relax, it helps people open up, right? And so feel free to use these lessons, right? I challenge you, if you're fighting with your partner, get on the floor and see what happens. (laughs) You know, see what happens to their like body posture, right? All of a sudden they might just stop fighting because, well, they don't need to because you're not a threat anymore. So... In conclusion, I would just like to encourage you to think about these things, right? Even if you're not maybe ready to change just yet, that's not that's not the point, but maybe just think about the ways in which you carry your body and what your body is actually communicating to your partner, whether that's being closed off or open to the very love that you say you desire. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.